Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with L.A. Marzuli. We'll take your calls next hour with L.A. We're talking about September 23rd, a date that some say could be kind of ominous. L.A. says, eh, don't worry too much. But we're going to get into rapture and other kinds of prophecy as well here as we chat with them. So, L.A., you know, and again, you've talked about how people can't talk about the dates. Tell me more about that, that September 23rd date. Well, you know, on the 23rd, again, we're looking at um, the Revelation 12 sign, or what some people are, are saying could be the Revelation 12 sign. But I just, and, and, and I get it, a lot of things line up for that on, on some level. But, you know, to say that it's the day of the rapture, uh, to me, it just, it's just, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. Um, and again, I go back to the idea that no man knows the day of the hour. So even though that the planets are there and, and, you know, she's clothed with the sun, and it's Israel. It, it's very clear when you read the book of Revelation what's going on. It's a man-child, and, and we all know what happens after that. What's interesting is, is right after that scripture, um, which I just read, it talks about, and this to me is, is absolutely profound, it talks about there's a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fight, fight with the dragon, and the dragon warred with his angels, and, and, it, and it goes on from there. And, and this, this dragon, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call him, is cast to heaven. Is that the day that we have full disclosure on the planet? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that's, that's an unprecedented event which has never happened. And see, what, what, what I guess most people don't get, and I've been saying this a lot um, pretty much you know, as I travel and mm-hmm. speak and, and whatever, it, it, we have no idea what this is and where we are in, in this, you know, on this little blue ball spinning through space. No one, nobody has any idea of what this really is and where we really are. And as a frank supernaturalist, I believe that we may be in some sort of like holographic type universe, which means when these entities interface with us, they have the ability to manipulate space, time, matter, and energy. So when we read stuff like this, war in heaven, Michael and his angels fight with the dragon, uh, and, and they beat the dragon, and the dragon is cast down to earth, and it basically says, whoa, the inhabitants of earth. And then it says something which is really enigmatic, in my opinion. It says that, uh, woe to the inhabitants of earth, because Satan, the dragon, has been cast down to you, and he knows his time is short. George, he can't get back. He's stuck here. He's stuck here. And that is an unprecedented event that we've never seen in the history of this planet. He can't get back. He, has, he no longer has the ability to trans, um, move into different dimensions. L.A., tell us what you believe the rapture is. Well, again, and then let's talk is, into the, and then we'll bring the E.T. possibilities sure. into it. The, the rapture is a very, <laughs> it's, first of all, it's a supernatural event. It defies anything that the natural man could possibly think of. The mechanics of it get into quantum mechanics. Um, it's, we are looking at an event that is absolutely astounding. And yet, 
um, I don't think there's that many people that go with it, and, and I really mean that. You've got 1.8 billion Christians on the planet, but, you know, so-called Christians in name, and I'm not going to, you know, lay, lay down what I think um, is, is the prerequisite. The Bible tells us that unless a person is born again and spirit-filled, they cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. And that's like a three-hour discussion. The cliff notes of that is basically this. 37 years ago, I asked Jesus into my heart. I had no idea what I was doing when I did that. I just said, look, I, I don't know whether you're real or not, but come into my life. And he came into my life, and everything began to change. And I spent a lot of time in what I call the, uh, uh, the forge of, of the living God, where you're, placed, you're heated up, you're placed on the anvil, and you're basically pounded into a new shape. That process takes years. And that's what he does, and he does it to, to men and women. But that's what being born again in spirit filled is. There's also something called the sin code, which every person on this planet has. And all we have to do is look at what's going on in Houston to realize that the sin code is in full operation as, as price gouging, $99 for a case of water, $10 for gasoline, looting, the whole deal. The, the yeah. criminal element, and, and that's the sin code in, in, all of its, you know, um, in all of its glory. The sin code raises its ugly head. So being born again in spirit filled, that's the prerequisite. So out of that 1.8 billion Christians, how many people are really looking for this? How many people are born again in spirit filled? I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a billion. I don't think it's 500 million. I think it's a lot less. So that, that begins to cut down the population on the planet. The bottom line is this, that we are told that, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not, not all of us will die, but we'll be changed at the last trump. The dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive will rise and meet the Lord in the air. And when we read that, it sounds, it's, it's, I mean, it's beyond science fiction. I get it. It is absolutely one of the wackiest things you can possibly imagine. But this is the problem. Most people have a very truncated view of the God of the universe. And, and they go, well, how's that going to happen, L.A.? And interestingly enough, the whole, you know, the whole other side of the aisle, you know, a lot of the New Agers um, and channelers have been talking about this. For, for decades, I've heard this, even before I was a Christian. For decades, I heard that, that you know, the aliens are going to come and take people off the planet. I mean, I've heard this over and over and over again. So it's on both sides of the aisle. But we're looking at a supernatural event, and let me just say this. I'll close this little thing by saying this, that there is precedent of it. We have in the Scripture, we, and, and this is wacky stuff. I get it. Sure. But it's supernatural, and I'm a frank supernaturalist. So this guy, Philip, is down in this one area, and he runs into this guy, um, and the guy's in Ethiopia, and he's on his chariot, he's reading the book of Isaiah. But he's not sure what to do. And the Spirit of the Living God says, hey, go over and tell the Ethiopian what he's reading. So, you know, Philip goes over, and he, and he, and he goes, hey, you know, what are you reading? And the Ethiopian goes, I'm reading Isaiah, but I don't understand what I'm reading. And he's at the chapter, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, which talks about Messiah, in my opinion. And so Philip explains all of this thing. The Ethiopian goes, this is great, I want to get baptized. And he accepts Jesus as his Savior, they go down, they get baptized, and this is where it gets weird. All of a sudden, Philip is translated from one place to the other. In an instant, he finds himself, right after this event, he's taken by the Spirit and placed in another city. There's one more, one more example I want to give. Jesus is in a boat with his disciples. There's a storm going on, he's asleep, they wake him up, and, and he goes, okay, storm, you know, peace be still, the storm is still. 
And then it, it's just one of these little bywords in the Bible, which absolutely drives me nuts, by the way, because it says, and instantly they found themselves at their destination. In other words, what happened was he went through time and space. He time traveled. Yeah. There's no way around or, it. Or teleported or he something. teleported from one, one, one area to another area instantaneously. That's what's going on here. And it's like with the rapture, it's the same thing. Somehow we're all going to get beamed up, and I'm not talking Star Trek here. There are some mechanics involved, and I have no idea of what those mechanics are. I can only speculate. But I believe it's supernatural. I believe he's going to call us up, and I believe that that event is future, and I'm not going to date set on the 23rd. It could happen tomorrow. So people have to realize that, hey, the 24th most likely will occur, and when it does, you know, don't go banging Scotty Clark. He's just looking at this information. He's, he's throwing it out there. Look at it, digest it, and do with it what you will. Put it, as I say, put it on the back burner, and you know, it, it, and, and see what happens. If Hurricane Harvey had hit Texas on September 23rd, would you have said, "Uh huh, there's something"? Well, I, I would say that now, only because we are in the window of time, and you and I have discussed this before. Yeah, we are in the window of time that I call the birth pangs. Um, and and that's, there's a punch list, wars and rumors of war, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, troublesome times. You look at the volcanic activity in Yellowstone and other places, everything is on the rise. Same thing with the earthquakes. Everything is, is absolutely through the roof. Record droughts, record rainfalls, snowstorms. I mean, it's just it's, something is going on. It's not normal, and yet most people don't want to talk about it. So, I mean, I, I don't... I think that, that Harvey is just another of, of, of the many signs that we've had um, indicating that, that, that we're ramping up towards a climax. Remember, all these signs are the birth pangs. And what is that birth? It births the time of Jacob's trouble called the Great Tribulation, a seven-year period. And I truly believe that those of us who are looking for our blessed hope, i.e. the rapture, will not be here. Because it's the time of Jacob's trouble, and it's the wrath of the Almighty that's poured out upon this, this, this system, which, which I call basically the Antichrist system, which we're already seeing in operation in many, in many quarters around the world. Why do you think it's dangerous to try to set a timing of the rapture? Well, because we, we see what it did with, with Harold Camping. It, it does two things. It gets And he, by the way, I think he's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He, he passed away shortly after the prophecy, the false prophecy didn't come. Yeah, he was like past. 90 or something. Yeah, uh, with all due respect to Harold. I mean, what it does is it gets, gets the young Christian who knows about this but doesn't really, hasn't really studied it. It gets everybody all excited, and they start to go, wow, you know, we're going to be out of here, and this is going to be great. And it's called rapture fever. And then when it doesn't happen, the, the, these people who are waiting expectantly, now what do I do? And so it's like, it's just this, it's this huge high, and then all of a sudden, boom, people crash. And it's just, I think, the, the, the way to look at this is, this is interesting. Put it on the back burner. Go about my business. Um, and, you know, I don't know the day or the hour. And if, if, if people that are looking at this, if it's right, then it doesn't matter. I'm out of here. And if it, if it, if it doesn't happen on the 24th, and I wake up on the 24th, I haven't lost anything. I haven't lost anything, because I'm always prepared, George. I mean, I live with that expectation every day. I wonder every day. And I, I lead my life in this in the tension of, okay, I could be raptured tomorrow, 
but I have to plan for my retirement and my child's education, and I got to pay the mortgage and, and you know, in, on September. So I live in the tension, and I embrace the tension. Would you call it a supernatural event if and when? Absolutely. Absolutely a supernatural event, unlike anything else we've ever experienced. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.